Welcome to Pepe Sanchez, episode four. I'm Seth Allen. Hey, Seth Allen, all platforms except for Twitter because that is a huge mess, and I feel better since I left that that hellhole. Uh, this is Pepe Sanchez. This is my secret basketball podcast. Pepe doesn't know about this. Uh, I'm not even sure how you know about this, but you do. We're here. We'll make the most of it. Uh, I took the last week off. I just laid around, watched a ton of basketball, ate a ton of food, drank a lot of booze. Uh, just generally being in my true my truest self <laughs> of doing nothing uh, but eating and drinking and watching basketball. Uh, it, it's as pure as it gets for me. Uh, and last week was huge. There was a ton of college basketball tournaments. They were calling it Feast Week now, um, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, I watched, uh, let's see, the, the Maui Invitational was going. Uh, the Phil Knight tournament was here in Portland. I went and watched a couple of those games. Uh, the Battle for Atlantis, I think, was going up. Some other big ones. Uh, there's a ton of activity. And what did we learn from all of it? Uh, just jump right into it. Number one, the heavyweights of college basketball uh, all stink right now. They are not good. I was looking at the, the rankings that came out last week. Listen to these drops. Kansas dropped six points, six spots. Uh, Gonzaga dropped eight spots. They look like they need some help. Uh, they don't have the talent they used to. Uh, Duke dropped nine spots. UNC, what a dumpster fire. Uh, they had a bad week in Portland. Uh, they dropped 17 spots. Kentucky dropped four spots. Michigan State dropped eight spots. UCLA dropped two spots. I've never seen this much um, bloody red uh, from so much blue blood. Blue blood, blue, bloody red. Um, so yeah, all those teams, I mean, it's early. I think um, the PK tournament, too, might be an especially... Uh, trap tournament i think this is emerging it's thanksgiving week you know it's far for a lot of these teams they travel across the country and uh, duke tar heels they're always going to have these big name these big name schools here from far away they travel across the country it's thanksgiving uh they're playing a lot of teams that they don't really care about or won't get up for and i think it's a recipe for a trap we saw um portland state do it um, when they were up on Duke in the second half some years ago, and Duke had to break out of their zone or had to break out the zone to to adjust, uh, and we saw it in this one for sure. I mean, Oregon State had a did really well, uh, really surprised some people, which was predicted on the Pepe Sanchez podcast. They 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 took it to Duke, didn't win, but they took it to Duke. Um, you know, Univ- University of Portland beat Villanova, had a great look at beating Michigan State. And U of P is legit. I think University of Portland right now is probably the best um, college basketball team in the state of Oregon, really. Um, They looked so great during the tournament. Uh, They really have it all together. Their coach, uh, Shantae Legans, is legit. Obviously, we were really excited when he came came to town, and it's, it's already showing why and i think it is true that like i'm just going to try to enjoy university of portland being this good i live very close to the child center where they play i can go to games uh i'm going to enjoy it before uh shantae gets hired by a bigger program he's got this guy's got washington state head coach written all over him uh <laughs> if not somewhere else that he gets hired away from he's getting a lot of hype and you should totally see why and you can totally understand why you know if you're a villanova or whatever you're coming here for this tournament. 
you're probably not watching a lot of tape on University of Portland. You're probably, you know, not really uh, excited to play them. You're like, oh, man, I just want to have some good food. This is my Thanksgiving break. Um, you know, and who are these clowns? Um, they don't necessarily look super impressive, a.k.a. a lot of white guys. Um, but they are good, man. Um, really enjoy watching their games. Uh, they got a guy, Moses Woods, who is a really uh, kind of interesting, talented scorer. Uh, and he's the first white Moses I've ever met or ever seen. So uh, I'm going to start calling him White Moses. If I hope that nickname catches on. Will it? Probably not. But the important thing is you try. You try and try. They also got, uh, I like Tyler Robertson's game a lot. He's like their big, thick Australian uh, point guard. Uh real gritty game gamer he's a gamer when they used to say that kind of stuff uh always about white guys you know he fits that mold i would say um just a very the thing about U of P I love watching is everyone always seems to be doing something productive on the court there's a cohesiveness to the movement there's a sense of purpose and when you watch college basketball games a lot of times there's not there's either guys kind of just running through the motions of this play that they have to run every game all game this one set, or uh, it's just chaos, right? Uh, hence, like, watching, you know, so we had Villanova, who obviously was uh, shorthanded. I think uh, I, I was I was excited to see uh, Cam Whitmore play. He didn't play. You know, he's probably a top-five NBA pick. Um, I also wanted to, it was a chance to go to the Memorial uh, Coliseum, which I haven't been in in years. I love going to see games in there. Um, anyways, where's it going? But... You see it with, okay, so we saw Villanova, University of Portland, right? University of Portland gets them. They get that win, all right? Um, then you, you see Iowa State, UNC comes up next, and you see two things are totally different. Number one, these are big programs. All their dudes are just way bigger, way more athletic, right? But their teams are also way less organized, and I think they're just not really... It's, it's not all the players, right? It is, um, there's like a, a kind of a chaos and a disorganization uh, that is really like just striking in a lot of college basketball uh, to me. It's like, it's just like frustrating um, to watch. Um, and U of P isn't like that. It's, it's, they're like a pleasure to watch uh, basketball wise. Uh, they really are. Um, but I did get to watch Iowa State beat number one at the time <laughs> before falling 17 spots that they totally deserved to fall. Uh, UNC, who just looks like a chaotic mess. And I don't know, I think some of this, I think a lot of this is the coaches, because you, you'll see players, I mean, a lot of college basketball players, especially at high levels, tend to have flawed skills because these are just like the biggest, most athletic, pretty good at some things people and there's not a lot of those people who meet those, like, athletic and size considerations to go around, right? So at a big program, you might be more likely to see kind of like a someone with like a that really cannot hit that open shot, right? But they're, they got all these other great tools, right? Um, but just because that, that are rare, right? So, and, and then at, like, lower programs, sometimes you'll see maybe more fundamentally skilled guys who don't have the size and athleticism, you know? Um, or, or a mix of both, or you'll see some, someone maybe who does have the size of, of athleticism at a lower program, but they suck 
<laughs> or they um, <clears throat> are just a problem. They don't like going to school, whatever it is. Uh, but that, that was a fun game to watch. Uh, shout out to Caleb Grill from Iowa State who just went off and just dropped whatever, 31 points on UNC. Couldn't be stopped. I had to Google him. I hadn't heard of him before. Uh, you know, I, I was delighted to see he averages like six points a game on 27% from the field before that game. Uh, so he played the game of his life against the number one team in the country, scored half his team's points, uh, basically got them the win. Um, that, was, that was really fun to watch. It's really fun to watch someone just take over a game, especially when it's someone that you were totally not expecting to take over the game. Um, and I read, too, he has a cool history with, uh, with the coach at Iowa State. He's, he's followed him around from South Dakota State to UNLV to Iowa State. It was a, it was a good story. And then it, it's this, kind of, this all pays off, right, this coach believing in him to beat the number one team. Um, that's what you call a nice story. I had a horrible thing happen to me at that, at that game. So not horrible. If you learn a lesson, then it wasn't a loss, right? When you lose, don't lose the lesson. Is that what somebody says? If you lose, don't lose the lesson in the losing, but you are a loser. Um, and I was leaving the game, I was out at the concourse and I see, uh, none other than, uh, Roy Williams, and I think, oh my God, it's Roy Williams. What the heck? And he's just by himself. And I instantly see right a couple, uh, a couple in UNC regalia, just like mob him for a picture. And I'm, I take a step up towards him. I'm like, time for me to get a picture with Roy. This is gonna be amazing. I pull my phone out. Phone is dead. Phone is dead because my phone is always low on juice because I had this problem. There's too much pocket lint. It gets in the charging thing. I haven't taken care of it. I figure, who gives a shit if my phone is dead a lot? You know, I'm on my phone too much anyways. I could use a break, uh, even if it's like this. Uh, but I went and took care of it the next week because that dead phone cost me a fun little selfie with uh, Roy Williams, daggum Roy himself, uh, because he those that couple, couple took a picture with him. Another couple's like, oh my God, there's Roy. They go to take a picture of him. Then you see another. This was right after a Tar Heels game, so these people are everywhere. There's, there's light blue and uh argyle everywhere right and i can't oh one the my favorite merch i saw was a guy in the bathroom who was wearing a uh coach k's uh burial uh commemorative <laughs> north carolina hoodie of them of them burying <laughs> duke in coach k's last game uh hats off to you sir incredible incredible hoodie but anyways so then roy has a, he gets this kind of like wild look like of like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I'm about to get mobbed. This was a horrible idea. I just wanted a hot dog. Now I'm scared for my life. He's like looking around like, who can? where's my handler? Where am I? Who am I? Who are any of us? Um, and I went, I was with Andy Clark uh, from the Peyton Years podcast. And he said, oh, you want to use my camera? But then it was too late. Roy was getting swallowed up by the mob. Uh, and I could have been a step ahead of that mob. And I could have been swallowing Roy. All right. Uh, so I went and got my phone taken care of. Long story short. Some people have to learn things the hard way. I have to learn things by missing opportunities to take a picture with the college basketball coach. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we all learn our lessons, however we learn them. Uh, yeah, but it was great. The PK, It was. I love being in the Memorial Coliseum. I'm going to watch so much University of Portland this year. Um, and Andy, we, we were talking, he brought up another point I really liked, which is that um, college basketball right now, all these great teams stink, all this stuff is going on for sure. But 
the low post score rate is maybe at the highest level it's ever been. And there are so many guys who can get buckets in the low post. And the reason is because there's no place for these guys in the NBA. So they stay in college forever because what the fuck is really waiting for you that's going to be more, you know, like some of these guys will get on in different pro leagues in different countries. Uh, A lot of that's a whole grind. You might as well stay and enjoy, uh, you know, being the big man on campus if you can. Um, But we're just seeing it everywhere. I mean, so many teams have, you know, you've got Arizona's got the baby shack coming in off the bench getting 30 uh, which Gonzaga could never appreciate. That's when that was a red flag. You know what I mean? When Gonzaga couldn't embrace Baby Shack. That's a red flag. I mean, Edie Zach Edie from Purdue is a National Player of the Year candidate. Uh, all seven foot four. You know, throwing the little baby hooks up. I mean, I just lo- I love posts. I love posting up scoring. I love post up scoring. I love moves. I love I love it. I miss it from the NBA game. One of my favorite post memories ever was. <laughs> Watching a high school, uh, I think it was the Nike Global Challenge, they used to call it, uh, Liberty High School in Hillsboro, outside of Portland, and um, Nerlens Noel, who was maybe the top high school player in the country at the time, or, or very, very nearly up there, Nerlens Noel, um, and th- this is exactly what I'm talking about, Nerlens, much more obviously an NBA type of player, right, fast, super long, really athletic, gonna he's 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 the modern type of nba center right and he was playing against old sim bular the canadian sensation himself and sim if you don't know uh give him a google uh he's 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 got a lot of uh, unrealized uh potential by that i mean he's fat and he took it to nerlands he was just too big too wide uh his footwork was too good his hands were too soft I love a hard man with soft hands. You know what I'm saying? And he just took it to New Orleans. There's nothing like a, a dominant low post scorer. That is very fun to me. And that's the redeeming trait of college basketball. It's one of them. You know, you watch them, these big teams kind of squander this talent. I've compared watching sometimes when you watch a, a really good, like a, a high talent college team that runs like dinosaur sets. You know, it's like, watching someone like try like it's like a ferrari driving through the mud you know what i mean it's like you have these incredible talent you're making them play your stupid system and that's why uh you know even when you're purdue and you have uh you know jay nivey who's a, who's a you know less than a year away from being a, a value uh, like a productive rookie in the nba and you have zach e who's maybe a year away uh from being a, a national player of the year candidate and you even have a uh, Trevion. What's Trevion's name? Remember him? He was a big uh, passing power forward uh, from Purdue last year. I ended up watching Purdue because I thought the Blazers might draft uh, Ivy. Um, and you lose to, uh, you know, a school with a peacock for peacock for a mascot, St. Peter's, right? Because you can't adjust. You're just going to run out there. That's big classic, especially Big Ten basketball. We're just going to do the same shit over and over again. It's all about controlling these. It's all about the college basketball coach. For some reason, is still thought of as like an auteur, right? They're the, they're the auteur. They have their distinct style. I'm gonna make my team play like this. I'm never. We're never gonna adjust. We're just gonna get the tallest guys and just run the same shit over and over again. And that's why you have uh, an incredible uh, talent size advantage, and uh, you know lose to the Peacocks, uh, St. Peter's. Um, in the tournament because you can't just 
Free, free, free the players. Pay the players and free the players, please. I'm begging you. I do think the coaching overall is behind the talent level of the players. I mean, it it feels like it's the players when you're watching it. And yes, college they are technically amateurs and they are less skilled and and sometimes guys are there because they're super skilled. Sometimes they're there because they're just a rare physical specimen. Whatever. Uh, it, the talent level is all over the board, but. Um, I do think, like, when you watched, like, so we went from University of Portland to play Villanova. University of Portland, beautiful to watch, got that win. Uh, shout out to White Moses Woods, uh, a.k.a. White Moses, a.k.a. White Moses. I'm putting it out there as a nickname. It will not catch on, but that doesn't mean that I will stop trying. Um, Tyler Robinson, too, like a, Robertson, too, like a, they got a big, a big old Australian point guard. I like a big, slow point guard. There's nothing, nothing like it in this world. Um, and anyways, you see them, they all, they have this purpose, they're playing, and then it's Iowa State, uh, UNC, and the guys are just like bigger, faster, um, but the, the coaching is, is not as good. I mean, it's like chaos. It's like, there's no, uh, clear purpose out there. Everything breaks down constantly. It's like, yeah, just, and then you'll, they'll hit some incredible, like, sidestep jumper. It's like, I bet if you, like, let that guy play more instead of trying to force him you know, down this little maze that you have been <laughs> forcing people to navigate for 20 years. I bet you this would be more fun to watch. But anyways, that's just me. Um, yeah, I like I, I would say too, I'm going to, uh, University of Portland, I'm going to go to, a, try to go to a lot of their games this year. They are the best college basketball team in the state of Oregon. Uh, they're less than a mile from where I live or about a mile. That's going to be a fun, that's going to be a fun season. And I got to enjoy this team while they're here. I think Shantae Legan's their, their new coach. I mean, I was excited when they got him. I didn't think they'd be this good this soon. I thought he'd take him a couple years to get get the players that work best for him and, and kind of build the program together. But no, they are very good right now. Um, had a ran that great uh, inbounds play for a, a, a nice shot, a good look to beat Michigan State, but didn't quite get that one. Um, and I think I think Shantae is gonna be gone. Uh, at some point, it's like he's got, to me, he's got, at a minimum, Washington State coach written all over him. Going back to Eastern Washington, he's proved he could win over there in that region. You know, he knows that he knows it over there. Um, or, but, you know, sky's the limit for him. Uh, I, the, saying you wish someone t- to get a Washington State job kind of sounds like an insult, but I beat it as a compliment. I mean, he's going to get a major job, I think. Um, unless he just falls in love with, you know, Fire on the Mountain, Voodoo Donuts, which you could get anywhere. Uh, who knows? But I'm going to just spend uh, a lot of time enjoying them. And I still haven't seen Portland State, who beat Oregon State, who nearly beat Duke. Uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, Portland State's good, too. Maybe we actually get a little city rivalry going. That would be wonderful. That would be fun. Uh, I mean, it would be fun for me. I don't think the city would give a shit. I've said this all the time, but I feel like Portland uh, loves the Trailblazers. They are more Trailblazers fans than basketball fans. You don't see a lot of support for um, other forms of basketball. And you don't really ever hear a lot of people talking about it. It's kind of everything else is more, if it's not the Blazers, it's basically very grassroots feeling out here. And we're spoiled because of Nike and Adidas. We have all these really cool um, non-NBA basketball events. Uh, Most of them are lightly attended 
I recognize people in all of them. And I've never talked to these people. I'm just like, oh, that guy's at all of these. That guy's at all of these. Um, <laughs> and they're just guys like me who just like basketball. And, but there's, some, there's few enough of them that uh, I recognize them. And I hope that they recognize me. I'm needy like that. Um, so, yeah, that would be incredible if we could get those two city programs going, that would just be so fun for me. I gotta go see Portland State this year. Um, oh, <laughs> this is speaking of the NBA, uh, which I was not. Um, oh, I guess I just talked about the Blazers, but um, I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to the Sacramento Kings. Who I, I, is it too mean to include them in the hater rankings? I have clowned the Sacramento Kings. It seems like uh, for half of my life. Because they make one disaster after another. Uh, of course, passing on Luka was the latest funny one. And then, you know, trading Halliburton seemed like just the latest uh, misstep in, in the Kings experience. Uh, I think they should have moved him to Seattle uh, if Kevin Johnson didn't step in uh, and, and save them. I, uh, that, I think that would have been better for everybody except for Kings fans. But things were bad for Kings fans anyways. Um, the Beam. Like the Beam. They have a when they win they have a player smash a button after the game to shoot a beam straight up out of the arena into the sky. That's the coolest fucking gimmick I've ever seen in a basketball game. That is a Mount Rushmore of gimmicks. Uh, the only thing I can think of that comes close was maybe when the um, <laughs> maybe when Portland State uh, gave everyone free hot dogs if you went to the game <laughs> and it, and it failed. It didn't. It still didn't work. Uh, but I was there. I got my free dogs. You know it. Glizzy time, baby. Uh, but the, the light, the beam is so fun. And I watched this clip of, of Fox trying to give a post-game interview. And he had to admit that he is having trouble hearing the questions in his headset. Because the crowd, this is after a game, after a game, was going so wild for the beam. Light the beam. The beam redeems this team. The beam has redeemed the team. You know what I mean? Uh, it's obscene what I've seen in this beam. Like the beam, baby. It's like it's so cool. Uh, so I, I guess I like the Kings now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm always just one gimmick away from being a fan, you know. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, and while we're talking about the Kings, and also let's say too, Kings they look sustainably good. Finally, I mean it's not one of those annual. It seems like every year the Kings would kind of go on a run early in the season where they kind of win. They win a bunch of games. And everyone's like, oh my god, the Kings have actually turned it around, and then they. Uh, Remember that they're the Sacramento Kings. Uh, but that was pre-beam. All right? We're in a post-beam. We're in a uh, post-beam? No. We're current beam. We're The beam team is on. Okay? We're in the beam team era. Uh, and it is a dream team. It is a dream to see the beam on this team. I don't know what I mean. Okay. I'm getting stuck in a loop here. Um, <laughs> but Andy from the Peyton years also... You, this is a, a, this might be a new thing. This was a user-suggested topic for the pod. And once I heard about it and I looked into it, I was like, yeah, that's perfect uh, for the Pepe Sanchez. That's exactly what we do here. Very strange, very obscure. Um, Andy Clark of the Peyton Years pod. Uh, shout out to Sam Whiteley as well. Andy loves uh, Tyreek Evans. And Andy is only on Facebook. It's a, he's, a, he's a unique guy. All right, <laughs> Facebook only. And he pointed me to Tyreek Evans' Facebook page, which, first of all, has 230,000, 100,000 followers, which does seem pretty high for Tyreek. But, you know, it's been around since 
since he's been in the NBA. It's, it's an old celebrity page, right? Um, he follows one person, Tyreek Evans, and I could give you 230, 100,000 guesses, and you would still not get that it is Omri Caspi. <laughs> the legend himself. <laughs> so that that's funny. And then when you scroll down, it's like a lot of random, uh, like, mass aggregated content videos. Um, here's one of a cat is, is hanging on a branch, and a guy tries to go grab the cat, and the guy falls on his butt. Um, <laughs> here's one is a bunch of bears uh, fighting in the city. Uh, the caption on the cat thing says, Sometimes even the good deeds can get you in problems. So this is a, and it also let's point out, this has a one like out of 230,000 um, <laughs> subscribers. Um, and Andy wants to believe he's a big Tyreek head that this page has been hacked. I say there's no way it's been hacked because all of these weird videos have Tyreek Evans logo stamped on the top right. I think he just outsourced it to some place it sounds like it's in another another country is involved maybe he's maybe it's, it's a chinese uh, op who knows <laughs> who knows it's russian who knows uh english doesn't always seem to be the first language of but some there's got to be some discount service you can hire just like hey we'll just keep posting content because there's still like normal tyreek evans stuff in here like there's a workout he posted there's so he's still in here but there's some service you can get clearly uh probably offshore where they will just kind of aggregate random video clips. Here's one of cars crashing in the snow. <laughs> and they'll stamp your logo on all of them and put a cute little uh, uh, English as a second language caption on it and charge you I don't know what. But if you know who's behind I sent them a message asking who runs the account. Haven't heard back. Um, maybe I could get that for the Pepe Sanchez pod. Just random clips of people just getting hit in the balls with a Pepe Sanchez stamp on the right-hand corner. Um, yeah. I'll see what the service costs to do it. No, I would not do it. That would hurt. Uh, that would hurt me to see. Um, I think we're going to call it there. Uh, getting back into it. Getting out of my food coma. Um, let's go. Let's go, Blazers. Uh, let's go... Uh, Kings, mostly just the beam. Yeah, and I'll see you next time.